أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وسيق الذين كفروا إلى جهنم زمرا حتى إذا جاءوها فتحت أبوابها وقال وقال لهم خزنتها ألم يأتكم رسل منكم يتلون عليكم آيات ربكم يتلون عليكم آيات ربكم وينذرونكم لقاء يومكم هذا قالوا بلى ولكن حقت كلمة العذاب على الكافرين قيل ادخلوا أبواب جهنم خالدين فيها فَلَبِئْسَ مَثْوَى الْمُتَكَبِّرِينَ وَسِيقَ الَّذِينَ اتَّقَوْا رَبَّهُمْ إِلَى الْجَنَّةِ زُمَرًا حَتَّى إِذَا جَاءُوهَا وَفُتِحَتْ أَبْوَابُهَا وَقَالَ وقال لهم خزنتها سلام عليكم طبتم فادخلوها خالدين وقال الحمد لله الذي صدقنا وعده وأورثنا وأورثنا الأرض نتبوأ من الجنة حيث نشاء فنعم أجر العاملين وترى الملائكة حافين من حول العرش يسبحون بحمد ربهم وقضي بينهم بالحق وقيل الحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم سبح اسم ربك الأعلى الذي خلق فسوى والذي قدر فهدى والذي أخرج المرعى فجعله غثاء أحوى سنقرئك فلا تنسى إلا ما شاء الله إنه يعلم الجهر وما يخفى ونيسرك لليسرى فذكر إن فعت الذكرى سيذكر من يخشى ويتجنبها الأشقى ويتجنبها الأشقى الذي يصلى النار الكبرى ثم لا يموت فيها ولا يحيا قد أفلح من تزكى وذكر اسم ربه فصلى بل تؤثرون الحياة الدنيا والآخرة خير وأبقى 
إن هذا لفي الصحف الأولى صحف إبراهيم وموسى صدق الله العظيم Alhamdulillahi wa kafan Wa salaman ala ibadihi al-lazeen istafa amma ba'd A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytan al-rajim Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Wa'ahidna ila Ibrahima wa Ismaila an tahhara bayti al-ta'ifina wal-aakifina wa ruk'a-is-sujood Subhana rabbika rabbil izzati amma yasifun Wa salaman ala al-mursaleen walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى ال سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الله سبحانه وتعالى القران الكريم that indeed we took an ahead a commitment and we joined upon sayyidina ibrahim alayhi salam and sayyidina ismail alayhi salam that they should purify my home, yani Baytullah, for those who would come and make tawaf around Baytullah, and wal-aqifin, and those who would simply stay near Baytullah, in a state of worship, ibadah, and zikr, wa is sujood and those who would make ruku and sajda, those who would pray salah. So this concept of itikaf, Akifin, Mu'takifin. This is the very crux of ibadah. Just like in Baytullah, a person goes there to make tawaf and also to pray salah. But just sitting there, being near there, being Jarullah, being the neighbor of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, is a means of putting nur in that person's heart. Just like that in this masjid, when a person sits with the niyat of sunnah itikaf, 
or those who visit and come spend some time in nafil itikaf, just their sitting in the masjid in that niyyah puts nur in their heart and gives them ajr and sawab. But what did Allah Ta'ala say to Ibrahim alayhi salam, Sayyidina Ibrahim alayhi salam, Nabiya Ibrahim alayhi salam, Nabi Ismail, that first they must purify that home. Tahir, tathir, tahara. They must deeply purify it. Now one is to purify it from any false idols that Nabi Ibrahim alayhi salam did when he smashed all the idols that were there. But for us the ulama mashayikh would mention that in order to benefit from the time we spend in the masjid, we must purify that home that is our heart. Because according to one sayings of the Arabs, that the home is the heart, the heart of the believer is the home of Allah. Kalbul mu'min arshullah. Kalbul mu'min baitullah. That the heart of the believer is like the home of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our Mashaikh, they used to say in Urdu, and if I ever say anything in Urdu, I will translate it in English. Don't worry. Cape Townians. Ah, subhanAllah. Pershanagik. Hmm? Ha. Allah Ta'ala, na zameen mein, na asman mein. Na zameenu mein, na asman mein, Allah Ta'ala mu'min ke dil mein samate. Allah Ta'ala cannot, all the heavens and earth and the universe cannot encompass Allah subhanahu ta'ala. But Allah Ta'ala's mercy dwells and resides in the heart of the believer. So we have to purify this heart in order to get benefit. That's why this amal and this effort of tazkiyah, taharatul kulub, purification of the heart, disciplining the soul, is what's going to free ourselves to benefit. So the first near we must make when we've come here is to make tawbah. To make true tawbah from all of our sins, to cleanse that heart of ours so we can benefit from the time that we spend here. Alhamdulillah, it is also the 21st night, which is one of the odd nights of the last 10 nights, which has a great likelihood, possibility, probability of being Laylatul Qadr. So it is a night when we seek Laylatul Qadr. It's not our job to figure out when is Laylatul Qadr because the deen has guided us when to seek Laylatul Qadr. If a person seeks Laylatul Qadr on all of these five odd nights, they can be assured that they got Laylatul Qadr in that Ramadan. So you're not going to wait for the 27th or wait for the 29th. It begins now. And especially those who have come, mashallah, with niyat of sunnah itikaf, well then for you it makes no difference whether tie is 21st or 23rd or 27th because you were here all night anyway in the masjid. So why not begin? What a wonderful beginning that would be were Allah Ta'ala to make our very first night in itikaf Laylatul Qadr. How wonderful would that be? SubhanAllah. Yes, it can be possible. Yes, many ulama ultimately felt 27th is more probable. But very few ulama have taken the position of absolute certainty about the 27th. So it's our adab, our humility, our slavery to Allah Ta'ala, and our thirst, our longing and yearning that we should seek and search for that night. Seeking and searching means praying and longing and supplicating to Allah Ta'ala on all of the odd nights of these last 10 days. And Alhamdulillah, Allah Ta'ala brought us here because otherwise we are living in a time of such depravity in deen, where people have become so distant from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There are few, very few people left on earth even, 
that a person could say they followed the entire Sharia and Sunnah. Can you imagine when the Vehikareem passed away from this world, he left an entire Ummah whose life was entirely according to the Sharia and Sunnah. He left an entire Ummah that each and every single one of them were completely, absolutely on the Sharia and Sunnah. Yani sahabai karam radiyallahu ta'ala anumajma'een. And now look at our state. Hmm? It's hard to even find anyone like that. It's hard to find few ones like that. Who their whole life is for Allah Ta'ala. Their whole life is on Sharia. They never commit any sin. They're always following the Sunnah. So in a time like that, for Allah Ta'ala to bless us out of His fazl and karam, and to let us come into the masjid and His home and spend this time in itikaf, this is a special mercy from Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. This is a tremendous bounty from Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. This is the fazl of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Yutihi man yasha. He gives it to whom He bestows upon it whom He wills. Wallahu dhu fadlin azim. And Allah Ta'ala is of azim, tremendous fazl. A being of tremendous grace and bounty. Our Mashaikh used to say in Urdu, Allah to sab ka ek, or Allah ka koi kisi ek. Hmm? It means in English, that for everyone there is only one Allah. Allah Ta'ala is the one and only Lord and God, Rabb and Ilah for everyone. But there are very few people who also have that relationship with Allah, that I am entirely Allah's. Hmm? Very few people like that. Hmm? Live for Allah SWT. Once a shaykh, he was sitting with his students, he asked them, tell me the definition of Tawheed. So they said, Tawheed means to believe Allah Ta'ala is one. Tawheed means not to ascribe associate partners with Allah. And they went on and on giving the answers and definitions found in the books of theology. So he said, yes, but I'm asking you, what is Tawheed? So they didn't understand. So the shaykh, you tell us. And he said, Tawheed means not just to believe Allah Ta'ala is one, but to live your life fully aware that one Allah is your master and Lord. To live your life entirely for the sake of that one. That is true Tawheed. So many of us, we do believe in Allah Ta'ala, but we also live for the sake of dunya, we live for the sake of pleasure, we live for the sake of some concept of happiness, we live for the sake of career, we live for this, we live for that. There's so many other motivations we have in our life. Tawheed means those people, they live for Allah. This was Sahaba Ikram radiallahu ta'ala an Their whole life was for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why when Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu told them about the Sunnah Itikaf, Oh Allah Akbar! They said, this is our dream, this is what we do. We live for Allah. Our life is for Allah. This is the best thing we've heard. This is a great opportunity for us. Subhanallah. So what does it mean? It means that we want to spend these ten days and nights in that heartfelt feeling of Tawheed. We want to spend every second and moment that I want to exist for Allah. I want to be for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want my walking to be for Him. I want my eating to be for Him. I want my sleeping to be for Him. I want all my time to be filled with the worship and remembrance of Him. This is the type of feeling we should have when we sit here in this itikaf. And to free oneself from the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then to do that for ten days and nights when Allah ta'ala said in Quran, Allah bi dhikrillahi tatma innul kulub. 
that know that only and only in the zikr of Allah will the hearts find this peace. So then imagine how much itminan Allah Ta'ala wants to give us in our heart that Allah Ta'ala has gathered us for 10 days of intensive zikr of Him. Hmm? We should try, beg Allah Ta'ala that Ya Rabbi Kareem give me so much itminan, sukoon, serenity, peace in these 10 days and nights that not only does it last me the rest of the year, that it lasts me forever. Oh, give me so much itminan and sukoon in these 10 days and nights that it's enough to bring me into everlasting itminan and sukoon of Jannah. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. That Ya Rabbi Kareem, that if you allowed me to come in your masjid for 10 days and 10 nights, so Ya Allah, allow me to come in your Jannah. Hmm? Hmm? Ya Allah, if you allowed me to come in your masjid, then I can understand somebody can walk out of a temple and go to Jahannam. Somebody can walk out of a disco and end up in Jahannam. Somebody can walk out of a club and end up in Jahannam. Ya, how will it be, Ya Rab, if after 10 days and 10 nights, I walk out of your masjid and still I go to Jahannam? No, Ya Rab, you're Al-Kareem. You're too generous, you're too kind. I can never imagine like that. Surely if you brought me here for 10 days and 10 nights, it's because, Ya Rab, you want to send me to Jannah. Hmm? You should have feelings. You need to, especially on this first night, build your feelings more and more and more. Build your niyyah, your intention more and more and more. Even we can just make the simple intention of Iman. Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, aminu billahi wa rasuli. That, oh, you have iman, have iman. Oh, you have professed iman with your tongue and have believed with your mind. Now feel the feelings of iman with your heart and let those heartfelt feelings overwhelm and govern your life. Which feeling? Same feeling. Aminu billahi wa rasuli. Nothing new, nothing extra. Right back to the most important thing here. Allah Ta'ala in His eyes teaching us what is Iman. Iman is to have that heartfelt love and feeling for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. To have that heartfelt feeling of love and following for Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. We make dua for that. Ya Allah, just in 10 days if I can walk out with this second Iman. That second one, Ya Allah, my work will be done, my life will be made, my hopes will be on you, that you will accept me on that day of judgment. So even our very iman is something we should work on. Hmm? When we come to work on our hearts, to work on our character, to work on our akhlaq, to work on our adab, to work on our sifat, to work on our attributes, to work on our manners, it is also a dog we should make. That you became in these ten days and nights, bestow upon me sabr, shukr, tawakkul, rada. Make me a person who is patient, grateful, trusting in you, relying on you, confident in you, certain of you, turning to you. Make me into a better man, a better husband, a better father, a better son, a better friend, a better colleague. Hmm? A better ummati of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi sallam. Make me a better abd. Make me a better slave and worshipful servant of you. There's no niyat that you shouldn't make it. Every niyat of everything in deen, you should make it in these ten days. Don't just make niyat of itikaf. Think of anything and everything you've ever heard about deen in your life. Anything and everything you've read or heard from Quran. Anything and everything you read in the seerah, heard in the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And make niyat and dua for all of that. 
Because that's exactly how much Allah Ta'ala wants to give. Allah Ta'ala gives according to His shan. I mean, shan means His splendor, His majesty, His might. He wants to give everything in this month of Ramadan. لَأَلَّكُمْ تَتَّكُونَ So that you may have taqwa. So taqwa is the golden sifat, the most noble attribute. إِنَّ أَكْرَمُكُمْ إِنَّ اللَّهِ أَتْقَاكُمْ Indeed, the most honored and beloved of you to Allah are the ones who are atka, who have the most taqwa, best taqwa. Who have the most taqwa, the best taqwa. So you just take those two words, most and best, and now apply it about everything in deen, and that is why we are here. Whatever it is, I want to have the most sabr, the best sabr that I can have. I want to have the most haya, the best haya that I can have. I want to have the most taqwa, best taqwa that I can have. I want to pray a salah with the most concentration, best concentration that I can have. I want to spend some time with the most focus, best focus, zero ghafla that I can. You're here to get the most and the best. And why? Why do we have this hope? Because Allah Ta'ala is the best. <laughs> Allah Ta'ala is the best. Allah Ta'ala has the most, the most mercy to give, and He wants to give it. The most maghfir forgiveness to give, He wants to send it. The most fuzzle, the most karam, the best treasures, and He wants to bestow all of it upon His believers. So we should feel like that. We should want it. We should yearn for it ourselves. In these ten days and ten nights, you may also depending on your age and health condition, but within reason, and even maybe a little bit without reason, you should also try to tire yourself out. Yes, there's nothing wrong with exerting yourself in the worship of Allah subhanahu ta'ala, such that you get tired. We haven't come here to only worship Allah ta'ala to the extent that it's easy for us, or to the extent that it's comfortable for us. How many times have we tired ourselves for the world? How many students have spent nights studying for their exam? How many people have spent nights working for their business? How many people spent nights doing their professional training? How much have you tired your body for the sake of the dunya? When will the time come that Allah Ta'ala lets us tire our body for the sake of Him? So yes, you can let yourself tire yourself a little bit. Push yourself a little bit. You don't know how far you can go. Hmm? Some of you, maybe you can tell me how much weights you can lift. Maybe you can tell me how many miles you can run. How many of you can say, how much can you do? Hmm? How much ibadah can you do? Allahu Akbar. We don't even know. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa used to stand and stand and stand in salah in ibadah such that his ankles and heels and feet used to swell. Allahu Akbar. Ya Allah. Now what does that mean? It's not just a story in the hadith. It means Nabi Kareem used to tire himself, used to exert himself in worship. And he could also tell. And even when he got the sense and signs of physical discomfort, he didn't stop. This is what me and you do. What does it mean if we push ourselves? So we pray a few nafil. And then the first moment we feel a bit tired or a bit pain, we call it quits. That's what we do when it comes to deen. When it comes to dunya, it's not like that. We go to work, we yawn once, we keep working. We don't walk out of the job just because we yawned once. We say, no, I have to keep working. We may yawn 10 times, you keep working. You may yawn 20 times, I keep working. Maybe it's 5 o'clock, but you're not done, you keep working. So we should be like that with our ibadah. 
Don't be so soft on yourself that you stood in salon, you yawned once, okay, now I must be sleepy, I should go to sleep. Allah Akbar. Ek yawn ki maare. Subhanallah. That once my knee had a little creak when I came up, that means I should stop the salah now. Hmm? Within reason, right? I don't want that I say something and tomorrow I have some medical cases coming. Huh? Within some level of reason, but push yourself a little bit. You will enjoy it. You will in, is when you strain yourself in ibadah, there's a sweet pleasure in that. There's a sweet pleasure in that. Don't you see the people of the dunya? They get a high. When do they get a high? When they work 10 hours, when they work 20 hours, they get a high. They talk to each other. Oh, there was a project that was due Monday at 9 a.m. And the whole team, we worked all weekend. Oh, there was a conference we were putting on for five days. We were working day and night and we pulled it off. Subhanallah. Huh? You should be like that. For 10 days and 10 nights, Allah Ta'ala gave me tawfiq. He invited me to come and He told me to stay in His masjid. Oh, I work day and night. Oh, I beg day and night. I pray day and night. I turn to Allah Ta'ala day and night. And then you will enjoy this Eid. You will feel the joy of Eid. You will earn the joy of Eid. You will experience the joy of Eid. When you work hard in your ibadah and zikr in these ten days and nights. Or we've come to make this effort. And you must all encourage each other in this effort. Support each other in effort. You don't have to say anything. The encouragement and support is that each one, the mu'mineen believers are mutually reinforcing to each other. وَتَوَاسَوْ وَتَوَاسَوْ بِالْحَقِّ وَتَوَاسَوْ بِالصَّبْرِ Sabr here means endurance, fortitude, perseverance, steadfastness. Just by example. Just by example. You don't want to be the other way that you start slacking, then the other one looks at you and he starts slacking. You start chatting, then the other one starts chatting. You start talking, the other one starts talking. You start lingering, start loitering, the other one starts lingering and loitering. No, no, no. You want to be firm, serious and steadfast. In mashallah we see many of the faces here tonight, who were with us last year, to your second years. Oh, we want you to do second year work. Hmm? Yes, you begin at the beginning, you cannot stay at the beginning. You will see in every system, in Darul Uloom, in school, in college, the second year course is different and the first year course is different. And even if there may be some, some of you may have come for the first time in Itikaf, but still by seeing you, you've been with us in some Bayan, in some city where we travel to, I put you in second year class also. Yeah, subhanAllah. If only those of you who are here for the first time in itikaf and sitting in the first time with us, we'll put you in first year. Hmm? You should try. You should try to do more. Then you should try to do even more. Then you should try to outdo yourself. And then you should sleep. Hmm? You know, it comes a time when a person, if you really do this ibadah a few days, then you won't, you'll be sleepless. Yes, it can be like that that you will lie down to sleep, you won't be able to sleep. You'll feel so much like doing ibadah, you will be restless. You'll be restless, you will not understand. You will have rationally made yourself lie down in order to sleep because you know you need to sleep, but you will be restless. That's how much your heart can be inclined to ibadah. That's how much power and energy and nur Allah Ta'ala has put in this deen. But we haven't tapped into it. We haven't experienced it. 
So try gradually, try to some extent, move in this direction and begin with this night. These odd nights, Allah Ta'ala puts a barakah. Allah Ta'ala assists and empowers us to make this worship. La hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. But what does that also mean? Allah Ta'ala gives that hawl and that quwwa to whom He wills. He gives it. It is illa billah, but it does come billah. So you want to ask Allah Ta'ala for that in these days and nights. Then you become, give me that power, give me that strength, give me that ability, because I want to use it for you. I want to worship only you, but I need your help. You need you to help me worship only you. This is what we're here to learn in these 10 days and nights. It can happen. Inshallah, it will happen. We beg Allah to make it happen. Even if you say it didn't happen, you're wanting it to happen, and you're trying for it to happen, even that is a testament. Even that is an accomplishment. Even that is an effort. And some of us were like that. Some of us, that is our state. You should never be despondent, depressed about that. Some of us, we will want and try and keep wanting and keep trying and we may live our whole life like that. Inshallah, on the day of judgment, Allah Ta'ala will forgive us for this wanting. Allah Ta'ala will forgive us for this trying. This itself, Ya Allah, I came to Takaf because I wanted it. I came to the car because I wanted to try. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. That's something. That's something. So we're so lucky that we have so many rotten pages in our book of deeds. So many dirty pages. So many soiled pages. So many pages sullied with the ink of our sins. And now Allah Ta'ala gave us ten pages of gold. That write what you want to write on it. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. Look at this mercy of Allah Ta'ala. Hmm? Normally in this world, what would they do? If they saw a book with so many dirty pages, they say, throw it away. Hmm? Can you imagine the kindness of that being who takes that dirty book and opens it up to today's page and sews and stitches ten pages of gold in it. Hmm? After all those pages of filth and dirt preceded it. Ya Allah, this is your rahmah. This is your karam. This is your fuzzle. This is your mercy upon us. Allahu hmm? Akbar Kabira. I remember just, it just reminded me now, when we were a child, they used to have this textbook in school, and they were all regular paper. But in the middle, they would have those maps and charts, and that was that glossy paper. And if you looked at that book from the spine, you could see the regular, regular, regular paper. Then you see a few pages, it would look different at that glossy paper where the charts and maps would be. Then again, regular, regular paper. Then the glossy paper. Hmm? So just it feel to me right now that these 10 days of itikaf is like Allah Ta'ala is lining our book of deeds with those 10 pages of glossy paper. Allah hmm? Akbar. SubhanAllah. He's so kind Allah Ta'ala. Such a loving Allah Ta'ala. Such a generous Allah Ta'ala. Such a forgiving Allah Ta'ala. Subhanallah wa bihamdi, subhanallah al-adheem. How much should we love that Allah Ta'ala? Hmm? Who loved us so much to bring us here? How much should we worship that Allah Ta'ala? Who was so kind and merciful that He brought us here? Hmm? Allah Akbar. So in this itikaf, we want to fall in love with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because many of us otherwise, all year we were just living, useless, 
Pansar Sheikh, gave a beautiful example. He said that people are like ice. People are like ice. Either they use the ice. So you use the ice to cool something, to put it in the water or to put it on a wound. But if you don't use it, it just melts away, wastes away. That the time is passing and the ice is melting. This is why we've come to renew our iman, to make a'malu salih, to make good deeds, righteous acts, worship to Allah Ta'ala. Collective. Allah Ta'ala loves the gatherings. Allah Ta'ala loves the jama'ah. Allah Ta'ala loves the collective. This sunnah itikaf is a collective amal. It's the amal. It's a collective act. Allah Ta'ala loves these collective acts. Allah Ta'ala's mercy is on the jama'ah. There was one hadith I remember of Nabi Kareem wasallam in some gathering. There was one sahabi who cried in that gathering. One sahabi who cried in that gathering. And then Nabi Kareem wasallam told all the other sahabi karam, that because of this one crying of this one sahabi, Allah Ta'ala sent His mercy on the whole gathering. Allah Akbar Kabira. So someone would be praying, or someone might be crying, someone would be reciting, someone would be silently making zikr, someone would be reading Quran. Hmm? Allah Akbar. So we want to give life, give life to our hearts by making ibadah in this time. By making more and more ibadat and zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Our mashayikh they used to make a lot of zikr. Imam Abu Yusuf Ramtale. Imam Abu Yusuf, one of the great students of Imam Abu Hanifa Rimulatala. It's written about him that when he was Qadi, that when he was serving, you can say like as a justice of the Supreme Court, at that period of his life, he used to pray two hundred rakah of Nafil Salah every night. Allah Akbar. Ya Allah. And can you imagine how busy a Supreme Court justice must be? Qadi al Quda, Imam Abu Yusuf, Rimullah, praying 200 rakah nafil a night. Why did they do that? For them, it was indispensable. If for them, they would be shocked at our astonishment at them. They would say, but this is essential for me. This is indispensable for me. He would ask us, how do you think I could not do that? How could I live without doing that? I cannot fathom, imagine life without doing that. How dare I set foot in the court without doing that? Allahu hmm? Akbar. So our ulama, friends and muftiyane karam who sit in Darul Ifta and teach in Darul Uloom, hmm? we should feel the same way. How can I not worship Allah Ta'ala in the night if I'm going to be teaching the deen, writing fatwa, giving legal opinion? How can that act of ilm and deen or teaching Quran, teaching tafsir, how can that be done without the ibadat of Allah Ta'ala at night? Hmm? We're living in a different age, a new age. Hmm? One of the great mashayikh of our salah, yani our Hazrati Shaykh, 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 Hazrat Khwaja Fazl Ali, Quraysh Ramtale. Hazrat Khwaja Fazl Ali, Quraysh Ramtale. He was a farmer and used to, or what would you call, plow the land and till the land and harvest the land. So somebody asked him that why you do this plowing and harvesting, how much zikr do you make? He said, oh, every day around 70,000 times the zikr of Allah's name. Zikr of Ismail Azam, Allah. 70,000 times. Allahu Akbar Kabira. 
while doing hard manual labor in this summer heat of Punjab. Hmm? Subhanallah. Today people cannot even do one tasbih zikr. Yeah? Sheikh tells them to do tasbih. I'm not even ordinary people. Those who actually take a sheikh and claim that they're learning zikr, claim that they're aspirants on the path, claim to be salikin, even they can't do their tasbihat. What to say of an ordinary believer? Hmm? So strange. <laughs> so no, we've come here to fix all of that. We've come here to change all of that. We've come here to ingrain ourselves in ibadah and zikr for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Read your Quran regularly. Make your tasbih istighfar hundred times. Astaghfirullah rabbi min kulli dhanbi wa atubu ilayh regularly. Make your tasbih salawat durood sharif hundred times. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ali Sayyidina Muhammadin wa barik wa sallim regularly. Make all your sunnah du'as, the du'a after adhan, the du'a before eating, the du'a after eating, all the masnoon du'as regularly. Practice it. Practice these basic things here so that they become ingrained in your heart, they become part of the feeling of your heart. Don't let yourself get slack. Maybe some of you already it happened. I don't know how many of you that you made the du'a after Adhan in both Maghrib and Isha. Mm. If you don't, and our Sheikh, if you remember last year, I also told you, he taught us that at the end of the day, at night, before you sleep, replay your day and look and see how many of the sunnah du'as did you miss and you make those du'as at that time. You see, one it's sunnah to make it after adhan. But separately, it's just a du'a for Nabi Akram to get maqam in Mahmud. So in that sense, you can make it anytime. And when you make it at the end of the night before you sleep, then you will remind yourself, you will be reminded the next day to make it at its proper time. It will be easier to recollect it when you keep a watch, when you keep track. How many times did you eat or snack that day? Maybe you didn't make the du'a afterwards every time. Recite it at night before you sleep. These are the things to train yourself in, in these ten days and ten nights. That the heart is always making du'a to Allah Ta'ala. The heart is always making the zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. The zikr of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And you should try to recite Qur'an. And we'll be telling you later in the night majlis, but those who are salikin at tariqah, you should recite one juz a day and you should do at least one hour of muraqabah a day. Right here during this 10 day sunnah itikaf. So that you get the nur of Qur'an and you get the nur of zikr. And these two things are closely related because when you practice zikr kalbi, then your heart gets purified. And Allah Ta'ala said in Qur'an that in this Qur'an there's a zikra. There's advice, nasiha, guidance, counsel for who? Liman kana lahu kalb for that person who has a spiritual heart. So when you do the zikr kalbi and you recite Quran, they complement each other. Allah Taala says in the Quran, hudalil muttaqin that this Quran has one type of hidayah, hudalil nas guidance for everyone, and there's another type of hidayah, hudalil muttaqin, a special hidayah for the people of taqwa. That you are fasting, sa'imin, la'allakum tattakun. That on top of that you make zikr of Allah. That on top of that you'll be staying away from sin in these ten days and ten nights. So now you have the best chance you have to get this type of hidayah, hudallil muttakin. So you should be steadfast in your talawah in these days. 
You have to make this ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You have to make this ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So time is passing away. You can think the clock has started ticking. Hmm? Rather than give you this talk on the 25th, or oh, there are five days left, or give you this talk on the 29th, there is one day left. This I want you to begin right now with this feeling, oh, there's only 10 days left. Yes, <laughs> there's only 10 days left. Ayyam ma'dudat. Allah Ta'ala wanted us to feel this feeling. He said about Ramadan, it's limited days, ma'dud, you can count them. Hmm? Countable days, limited days, innumerable moments. You should feel it now, already. You should get to a strong start. You should try on 21st to do what last year we did on 27th or 29th. Hmm? 10 days and 10 nights to compensate for a lifetime of sin. 10 days and 10 nights to make up for a lifetime of neglect. 10 days and 10 nights to do so much worship, to fill in all those gaps and blanks I lived in my life. Hmm? We must start strong. We must go deep from the very beginning. Our Mashaikh, they say that the person who comes for itikaf, he is like that beggar who is at the door, the porch, the door of that rich one. And we are the fakir at Babi Amir. The Amir is Allah. We are fakir, Ya Ayuhannas, Antumul Fukara'u ilallah. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran that, O oh people, each and every single one of you is entirely needy and dependent on Allah. So we should feel like that became in a state of need. That's how you should come. It's not that you came because, okay, I'm bare to shake, therefore I must be here. Or it's my identity to be here. Or I happen to have school holidays, I'm here. Oh no, you came as fakir, fakirullah. I came out of desperation, out of need for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? And when you feel that need, hmm? and then on the other side, Allah ta'ala is the most emir. <laughs> and what treasure? He has all of the treasures of the heavens and the earth, but his treasures, special treasures, are his treasure of his mercy the treasure of his maghfirah, the treasure of his fazl and karam, that is the charity that we've come seeking. Hmm? This is the feeling that we should have. Then I was mentioning to you earlier that I would tell you many times not to talk. You would have heard this story, you would have heard about this person, Sayyidina Awais Karni. Sayyidina Awais Karni radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Now who is this person? So he lived in a village called Karn and one day he came to oh, Medina Manavara. He came to Medina Manavara. His mother was ill and he took permission from her and he came to Medina Manavara. But when he came to Medina Manavara, he wanted to meet Sayyidina Rasulullah But it so happened when he came, Sayyidina Rasulullah was not there. He was traveling somewhere. And Sayyidina he couldn't wait too long because he had to get back to his ill mother. So he waited and he waited, but he had to go back. So he went back to his mother. He went back. Now when Nabiya Kareem some came and he heard this from his companions, that this Oweis from Karn, Oweis Karni, he came and he wanted to meet and he waited as long as he could, but he had to go back. So then Sayyidina Rasulullah he called Sayyidina Umar, and he gave Sayyidina Umar his jubba, his shirt, and he told him that you take this to Oweis Karni. 
Yusayna Umar, Jalil al-Qadr sahabi, main senior sahabi, that you take the shirt and you go to Awais Karni, you take the shirt and you go to Awais Karni, and you ask him to make dua for the Ummah. Allahu Akbar. And then Nabi Kareem says, he passed shortly thereafter. So then Sayyidina Umar, and then along with him, the Sayyidina Ali, they went in search of Awais Karni. So they went to him. They went to him and they found him. And they went to him and they found him and they related the whole incident. They gave him the jubba of Nabi Kareem sallallahu And they said that Nabi Kareem asked you to make dua for this ummah. So many things one could talk about in this story. Hmm? Look at the talab. Hmm? What did Awais Karni do? He traveled. Hmm? From Karn to Medina Manawara. He traveled. Why? Seeking Allah, seeking deen. So mashallah, alhamdulillah, we also traveled. We, all sunnah muttaqifin, all travel seeking Allah, seeking deen. Hmm? Allahu Akbar. And he waited as long as he could. So some of you would also say, huh? ten days is about all I can take. Or tell him we'll make the nafal muttaqifin happy tonight. Huh? He came but he had sick mother or some reason. So he couldn't stay long enough or as long as he wanted so he had to go back. So some of you are in that situation. That you came for a few days, you came for a few nights, you have to go back. Allah hmm? Akbar. But if you came with that talab, tarap we call it in Urdu, tarap, talab, you came with that thirst, that unquenchable thirst and desire. So Allah Ta'ala honors these things. And then Nabi Kareem wasallam told him to make dua for the ummah. Allah Akbar. Ya Allah. This is Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam. He makes dua for the ummah. He, the one who made the most duas for the ummah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he asked Sayyidina Uyas, Karnirah to make dua for the ummah. Now why did I tell you this story now in terms of silence? So when Sayyidina Umar and Sayyidina Ali, radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, they told Sayyidina Uyas Karnir, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, that this is what Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, this is the jubba. He took it, he listened to the story, he took the jubba, and then he told the two of them, Jazakallah for coming. You must also prepare for your akhirah and I must also prepare for my akhirah. That's it. No long discussion, no chatting, message delivered and you must also prepare for your akhirah and I must also prepare for my akhirah. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Ajeeb. Hmm? This is the way people used to talk. There was a great Waliullah Mufassir Quran those who are ulama, they may know in Pakistan, there used to be a tradition called Dora Tafsir. Some may have heard of the Dora Tafsir of Malana Sarfraz Khan Saftar Ramtale. Before him was Hazrat Bailvi Ramtale and Hazrat Ahmad Ali Lahore Ramtale. Even before them was a Naqshbandi Shaykh, his name was Hazrat Malana Hussein Ali Vam Bachra Ramtale. Hazrat Malana Hussein Ali Vam Bachra Ramtale. He was the originator of this Tasalsul of Dora Tafsir in Pakistan. In a great mufassir of Qur'an, within 40 days, they would spend day and night in the Darulum. Hours upon hours doing in-depth tafsir of Qur'an. And he was a great shaykh of Silsila Naqshaband. He had this practice that anybody would come to him and meet him. He would sit, he would meet them for a bit, few moments, and then he would say, Goodbye, aapne bhi apne akhrik ke tiyari karni hai, meinne bhi apne akhrik ke tiyari karni hai. Kyun hai hum apne tiyari mein masroof ho jayin? That, oh my friend, you also have to prepare for Akhirah. I also have to prepare for Akhirah. Would it not be better if both of us we got busy in our preparations? 
In Jannah, when the Ahl Jannah go to Jannah, they will have some happiness. They will have happiness. There's so many different kinds of happiness. And there's so many different ways Allah Ta'ala mentions this in Quran. One way is that Allah Ta'ala described that when the people enter Jannah, what will they say? That they will say the praise be to that being who is taken out from us, who is removed from us the possibility of any sorrow. That indeed our Rabb is all forgiving, all appreciative. He forgave all of our sins and he appreciated all our good deeds. And he brought us into this Jannah and he's taken away all of our sorrow. Allah Akbar. But at the same time, there's a hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. What? Shaykh Ladis Muhammad Zakariya narrated this in Fadal al-Dhikr. What? That the people of Jannah will have no sadness, no sorrow except for one hasra, one tinge of regret. They will have one tinge of regret. And what will that be? They will regret all the moments they spent in their life in ghafla. They will regret every moment they spent in their life empty of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, absent of the zikr of Allah Ta'ala, in a state of heedlessness. So then imagine, you don't want that at the end of these 10 days you feel this regret. Hmm? That, oh Ya Allah, itikaf is ending and now I'm going back home. Oh, I wish I had done more. Oh, I wish I could have done more. I shouldn't have spent that time talking so much. I shouldn't have spent that time eating so much. I shouldn't have spent that time sleeping so much. Hmm? We don't want to have that regret. We want to fill our heart with the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because the ghafla won't just be a cause of regret now. This hadith is saying this ghafla will be a cause of regret for us in Jannah itself. Can you imagine? What type of regret that is that can still tinge the happiness and joy of being in Jannah? The ecstasy of being in Jannah? So we must take advantage of this time. We must take advantage of this time. For إِذَا فَرَغْتَ sub. So now we're fansab. Hmm? You came here, that was إِذَا فَرَغْتَ You freed yourself up. Now, fun sub. Fun sub means in Urdu, dajja. Fun sub in English means be firm, steadfast, have resolve. 
and turn to your Rabb in longing and yearning. Turn to your Rabb in longing and yearning. So we should listen to the advices, we should follow the guidance. Hmm? This is what Allah Ta'ala describes, how much He loves those who listen and obey. They're those yastami'un means they listen intently. They listen intently to Kalamullah. They listen intently to the Nasih of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu and they follow it to the best of their virtuous ability. These are the people who Allah Ta'ala has guided. Hmm? So yes, we have gotten the guidance of Allah Ta'ala to come here, but we want to be complete. We want to listen intently and follow and practice and make the most of this time. Ulaakuhum ulul albab. And then Allah Ta'ala says, and these are the people, ulul albab. Albab is plural of lub. Lub means those people who understand from their heart. They're ulul albab. No, they're not people of akal. They're people of lub. They're people of the hearts. They understand from their heart, from their ruh, from their batan, from their spirit. Hmm? So this is the baraka, baraka of following deen. Baraka of following deen. We should try to remove all our bad habits, our bad practices. We should make istighfar. We should make tawbah from our sins. We should spend our time in ibadah and worship. We should be punctual in our salah. We should try to sit early in the saf. We should linger back after salah. We should try to experience the taste and nur of salah. This will be another topic we're going to talk to you more about later. But one of the major things you want to do in these 10 days and 10 nights of itikaf is work on your salah. Perfect your salah. Every salah, every rakah, every ruku, every sujood. Try to feel it. Try to experience it. Try to taste it. Let yourself linger in it. Let yourself enjoy it. Pray four sunnahs before asr. Pray six awabin after maghrib. Rise up and pray tahajjud. Pray some nafil salah like that. And even your fard salah, taraweeh salah, the sunnahs that you will pray, every single salah, every rakah, you should try to feel it. Try to focus on it. It's very important. So you should recite more tasbihat. This is not the time to only recite three times. Subhanu Rabbil Adim, Subhanu Rabbil Allah. Now you should recite it five, seven, nine, eleven times. Get a feel for this ruku. Stay there until you feel it. Get a feel for this sujood. Stay there until you feel it. So we have to work on our salah. There was a great shaykh, his name was Shaykh Sayyid Ahmed Shaheed Ramtale. His murid, his name was Shah Abu Sayyid Ramtale. Once he went to a sheikh, and the sheikh asked him that, what is it that you want? What is it that you desire from this taski and islah? So he said, sheikh, I have only one desire. He said, what? He said, I want to pray one salah with the feeling that the sahaba felt. I want one salah like that. One. I want to pray one salah the way the sahaba used to pray. So the shaykh, he heard this, he was quiet. He didn't say anything. Then at night at the time of tahajjud when they were together, so he told him that, okay, look, go perform wudu for the sake of Allah. And he says, when my shaykh said for the sake of Allah, when he said these words, 
they impacted my heart so much. And when I went and I made wudu, I never made a wudu like that before. Before I made wudu mindlessly, before I made wudu routinely, automatically. But this time I felt that every act of wudu, every dripping and pouring of water, I was doing it for Allah. Allah hmm? Akbar, make wudu like that in these 10 days and 10 nights. Hmm? Learn to make wudu like that. Make your wudu into ibadah. Make your wudu into zikr. Make your salah into zikr. Allah hmm? Akbar, this is such an effect on my heart. He says that when I was making wudu, I could feel Allah Ta'ala looking at me. Allah Said so I could feel as if Allah was looking at me. So he had second level of ihsan. That worship Allah Ta'ala as if you see him, if you see him not, know that he sees you. He said, I made wudu like that. Hmm? You can guess what's coming. Huh? Uh-huh. He made wudu with second level of ihsan. Allah Ta'ala gave him tawfiq to pray salah with first level of ihsan. I made wudu with the feeling that Allah is looking at me. And then I prayed with the feeling that I'm looking at Him. Oh, what type of life is that? Hmm? What type of life is that? So he said, Khair, I made wudu. And I felt that Allah was looking at me. So I came back. And then Shaykh told me, Now pray salah for Allah. He said, again, this for Allah had such an effect in my heart. That then I prayed salah as if I was looking at Allah. I prayed Salah as if I was looking at Allah. And then he says, but I felt I could still pray it better. So then I prayed it again. And then I prayed it again. Then I prayed it again. And I still wasn't fully satisfied until I prayed 100 rakahs. And then my shaykh told me that this is the prayer of Sahaba. This is what they used to keep praying over and over again because they wanted to keep perfecting it, keep perfecting it, keep adorning it. And that's why they were able to pray so much in the night. So try to make that niyat also. Try to make that effort also. Try to make wudu like that. Try to pray salah like that for Allah. For Allah. I came for Allah. I make wudu for Allah. I want to pray for Allah. I make dua to Allah. My heart is for Allah. My life is for Allah. This is the feeling you want to get. And this is the feeling we've lost. This is what we've come to regain. This is what's missing in our heart. This is what's missing in our life. Allah Ta'ala has given us another chance. Allah Ta'ala has given us another opportunity. Once our shaykh, he explained in a beautiful way. He said that always remember that if a person spends their whole life, if a person spends their whole life trying, trying and keeps on trying to be the friend of Allah, to be the wali of Allah, to befriend Allah, if his whole life is spent trying to be Allah Ta'ala's friend, Allah Ta'ala will never raise that person as his enemy on the Day of Judgment. Hmm? So this is enough then. So we've come here to try. We've come here to try because we want. So this is the karim and fazl of Allah Ta'ala that He allowed us to experience another Ramadan. The truth is our sins warranted that we should have been punished. The sins that we did all year warranted that we should have been mahroom of this month. 
We should have been mahroom of the mercies that we should have been deprived of the mercies of this month. But still, Allah Ta'ala, Allahu Akbar, He gave us Ramadan, He allowed us to fast, He allowed us to pay taraweeh, and now He allowed and gave us an opportunity to bring us here for itikaf. He gave us an opportunity to ask Him, an opportunity to be forgiven, an opportunity to turn to Him. So Allah Ta'ala doesn't want us to turn away from this itikaf empty-handed. Allah Ta'ala doesn't want for us to go away empty-hearted. So we should also wish for ourselves that we want to fill our hearts with the nur of iman, we want to fill our hearts with the nur of zikr. We make dua that Allah Ta'ala accept our coming here, may He accept our time here, may He make us value all the time that we spend here, may He make this itikaf a means of changing our life, of changing our heart, of coming on deen, of being firm and steadfast on deen. Before we make dua, we're going to make a short zikr of the heart. Many of you have been with us before, so you already understand. Those who are new, this is the method of zikr of our mashayik. It is called zikr al-kalbi. It is called muraqaba. What does it mean? You will not make any zikr with your tongue. You will make zikr with your heart. What does it mean? Because if you want to love Allah more from your heart, you must remember Him more in your heart. How we remember Allah Ta'ala in our heart? We will remember His name. Ism Azam, Ism Jalala, Allah. How we remember His name? We won't recite it. We won't utter it. We will just make niyat that our heart is reciting His name. Just like when you recite Quran al Kareem, so you move your lips and your tongue and you pronounce the words. But any other book in the world, when you recite it, you are silent. Because you can keep the lights on. Any other book in the world, when you recite, you are silent. You don't speak while you read. You silently read without your lips and tongue moving at all. Just like that, you can imagine that you are like that, that you are going to silently read Allah's name from your heart. Over and over again, Allah, 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 Allah. You're just going to make this thing. Why? That, Ya Allah, I want your name engraved in my heart. I want your name to be imprinted in my heart. Due to the barakah of your name, Tabarakasmu Rabbik. Allah said in Quran, full of barakah is the name of your Rabb. So, Ya Rabb, I want the barakat of that name and I want it in my heart. Then you will feel that Allah Ta'ala said in Quran, فَذْكُرُونِي أَذْكُرْكُمْ Allah says that you make zikr of me. Allah says, I, Allah, will make zikr of you. So you should make that niyat also, that Ya Rabbi, I'm sitting making zikr of you. I ask that you make zikr of me, that you send the nur of your hidayah on my heart, that you send the nur of your rahmah, mercy on my heart, that you purify my heart of sins, that you soften my heart towards the deen, that you fill my heart with your love, and my heart is making zikr of you. So you close your eyes in order to forget the world, bow your head, forget everything and everyone, go deep in your batin and your inner self and your ruh, turn to the heart of your ruh, your kalb, and make near that your kalb is making zikr of Allah's name, as if your kalb is calling Allah, Allah, Allah.
you gave us these precious days and nights, Ya Rabb. You made us alive in this month of Ramadan, Ya Rabb. <coughs> ya Rabbi Kareem, Alhamdulillah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept us, Ya Rabb. Let us value it, Ya Rabb. Let us honor it, Ya Rabb. Give us tawfiq from your karam. Give us hold from your karam. Give us kuba from your karam. Make us strong and steadfast. Make us firm, Ya Rabb. Let us be firm in your ibadah. Firm in your zikr. Let us not slack in any way. Let us not lapse in any way. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we too want to perfect our prayer. We too want to pray in such a way that we feel that you are seeing us. We too want to pray in such a way that we feel that we are seeing you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make it easy for us in these days. Make it easy for us in these nights. Ya Rabbi Kareem, put the zikr back in our salah. Put the feeling back in our sujood. Put the meaning back in our recitation. Put our heart back into our deen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we were long and astray. We were far and wide. But we've come all together. And now we are near in this masjid. We are inside the masjid. We are near to your rahmah. It is the month of your rahmah. You are the being of rahmah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, send that mercy on our heart. Send all that mercy on our heart. Overwhelm our heart with your mercy. Overturn our heart with your mercy. Inspire our heart with your mercy. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us hearts of mu'mineen. Grant us hearts of muttaqeen. Grant us hearts of salihin. Grant us the hearts of the siddiqeen. Grant us the hearts of the kirin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we brought a fasik heart to take a dhakir heart. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept this trade. Make this exchange. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we were immodest and shameful. We came to become pure and chaste. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make it so, Ya Rabbi. Accept this trade and make this change. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we came with burdens and mountains of sins. We came to offer some good deeds. Accept this change. Make this trade. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we came with jahala. Grant us ilm. We were on dalala. Grant us Hidayah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, we were bathed from you, make us Kareem to you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, grant us each and every aspect of deen, every feeling of deen, every attribute of mu'mineen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we ask that you honor all of those they left their homes, they left their cities, they left their families, they left their friends. They had a great hope, Ya Rabbi, that if they came to this masjid, they spent in itikaf, they participated in program. Ya Rabbi Kareem, they would become closer to you. Your beloved Nabi Kareem sallallahu taught us that you said Ana inda zanni abdi bihi that you would be with us as we hoped you to be. Ya Rabbi Kareem we have only one hope from you that you are Ar-Rahman Ar-Rahim Al-Ghafur Al-Ghafar Al-Hanan Al-Manan Ya 
Allah that you will accept our coming, accept our fast, accept our prayers, accept our itikaf, accept us on these days and nights, fill our hearts with the deen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, don't let any one of us be mahroom, Ya Rabb. Ya Rabb, our friends, they saw us, our families, they sent us, our wives, they sent us, our children, they parted from us. Everyone has this hope, Ya Rabb, that finally we will change, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Honor their hopes, Ya Rabb. Honor their wishes, Ya Rabb. Make us from your true mu'mineen. Mu'mineen haqqa, Ya Rabb. Make us from the muttaqeen, zakirin, salihin, mu'mineen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we make tawbah on this night. We ask that you forgive us for all the sins that we ever did. Forgive us for all the neglect. Forgive us for all the betrayal. Forgive us for all the disloyalty. Forgive us for the crude and lewd sins that we did. Forgive us for every sin that we did. Forgive us for the sins that you alone know how we did them. Ya Rabbi Kareem, have mercy on us, Ya Rabb. Wipe it all away. Cleanse our heart at this moment. You simply have to say, Kun for Yakun, Ya Rabb. You will just issue your command and our heart will become pure, Ya Rabb. Make the decree. Make that command. Ya Allah, address our nafs with your Kun and make it from Amaran to Mutmina. Address our Kalb with your Kun and make it into Kalb and Salim. Take out the laziness from our nafs. Take out the sloth from our nafs. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we came to offer 10 days, but we want is a lifetime, Ya Rabb. We want a lifetime of ibadah, a lifetime of taqwa, a lifetime of sunnah, a lifetime on deen. It is your karam, Ya Rabb, that the Ya Allah, you will accept these 10 days and nights and grant us all the days and nights on deen, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we make dua for all of those who wish they could have come, but weren't enabled to. All of those who are listening, wherever they are, on receiver or broadcast, Ya Rabbi Kareem accept them in these du'as, accept their wishes and intentions, make it easy for them wherever they may be, Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah we make du'a for all the mu'takifin, in all the masajid, in all of the ummah, in the bilad al-muslimin and in all of the other places in the world, accept each and every one of them, Ya Rabbi accept each and every one of us, Ya Rabbi Ya Allah make every mu'takif into mu'taki, Ya Rabbi Kareem we make du'a for the whole ummah Ya Rabbi Kareem, send your rahmah on the Ummah, your maghfirah on the Ummah, your hidayah on the Ummah, bestow wilayah on the Ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ramadan is the month of your Ummah, Ya Rabb. All over the world we see your Ummah gathering to break fast, gathering to keep fast, gathering in tawaf, gathering in salah, gathering in itikaf. Then we will see all of the Ummah, Ya Rabb, gathering on Eid, Ya Rabbi Kareem. This is the month of the Ummah, Ya Rabb. Make us a better member of that ummah. Accept us for khidmas of this ummah. Accept us for dawah to this ummah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, send your mercy on this ummah. So many places, Ya Rabb, the ummah is depressed, distressed. The ummah is war-torn. The ummah is ravaged. The ummah is conflict-torn. Ya Rabbi Kareem, send your special rahmah on them, on all the Muslimin, muta'asireen. Send your soft, tender mercy on their heart. Show them a light where they have none. Show them hope where they have none. Be their protector where they have none. Be their guide when they have none. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you are our wali. You are our wakil. You are our rab, Ya Rabbi Kareem. And those of us, Ya Allah, to whom you have given so many blessings in this world, make us from the shakirin. Let us do shukr, Ya Rab. Let us honor those bounties. Ya Rabbi, we are so ungrateful. We have become so wretched that we used your own bounties to disobey you. You gave us strength, we used it to disobey you. You gave us sight, we used it to disobey you. You gave a speech, we used it to disobey you. We are ashamed.
redeemed, Ya Rabb. We make Tawbah, Ya Rabb. Help us, Ya Rabb. Give us another chance, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Surely that is why you brought us here. Surely that is why you summoned us here to give us another chance, Ya Rabb. We want to try again. We want to keep trying again and again. We want to please you. We want you to be happy with us, be razi with us, but gaze fondly upon us, gaze lovingly at us. Ya Rabbi Kareem, accept our du'as on this night. Accept the du'as of all of those who are here. Let each and every one of us have the best of intention in coming. Accept those intentions, Ya Rabb. Fulfill every need. Fulfill every haja. Remove every difficulty. Remove every worry. Ya Rabbi Kareem, I ask that you honor all of their heartfelt du'as. Grant all of their silent pleas. Fulfill all of their unknown needs. Ya Rabbi Kareem, you know what is in the hearts. You know what is in the breasts. You know best what we need. Bestow it, Ya Rabb. Grant it, Ya Rabb. Help us, Ya Rabb. Guide us, Ya Rabb. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Rabbana takambal minna innaka anta sameeul adeem. Watubu alayna innaka anta tawabur raheem. Wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'een. Mirahmatika ya arhamar rahimeen. Generally, when we end this first program, you will have one hour. So whenever you see the program ends, so let's say it means roughly one hour, like 11.10, 11.15. So by 11.15 sharp, we will start again. Alright? In this one hour, you can make your own individual ibadah, your own individual zikr. Some of you may need to freshen up again. MashaAllah, our host will also like to serve you a light snack at some point in this hour, normally about half an hour after we end. So we will meet you back here, inshallah, at 11.15. In the meantime, again, it is very important for us, rather for the administration, to be able to 
do your khidmat in the best way that everyone who has come here for the full 10 days sunnah itikaf you must register with them and have them allocate a sleeping space to you so that every place is used to its best ability second is that if you're here for nafl itikaf I just want to clarify that so the Stanger local community you're all coming and going you don't have to register those who have come from Durban just to listen to the Bihan and go back right now, you also don't have to register yet. But those of you who are spending the night will be here for Suhoor, maybe spending a few nights, may spend two nights and go back and come back for two nights. Those, they want you to register. Right? So when you register, you identify yourselves like this, calling yourself Naflitikaf. Your sleeping area will be on this back side of the masjid, that is actually not officially part of the masjid because you are nafletikaf. Right? Similarly, they have made a separate eating area for you. So inshallah, all you have to do is identify yourself and what category you fall and you leave everything to the organizers. They will organize and guide you as you need. Alright? Inshallah, Allah, tonight, so for those of you who are new, what happens is now in this 11.15, then we have what is called majlis. Okay, better that we do it once and you will understand yourself what it means to have majlis. Hmm? We will talk to you about the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. More about how to make zikr of Allah Ta'ala. More about this concept of tazki and tasawwuf. And also I wanted to share with you one very great news for you and joy for me is that this year, alhamdulillah, with mashfar of our shaykh, we requested that if one more sheikh could come with us to facilitate so that all of you would have a chance to meet someone, to sit with someone, to learn from someone. Alhamdulillah, Hazrat he agreed and he sent one of his khulafa, his name is Sheikh Umar Mukhtar. Alhamdulillah, he is also with us present and sitting with us 10 days from the takaf. I just can't manage to see him right now at this moment. That he may be hiding somewhere. Hmm? So then the two of us will be conducting majalis together. And especially what I need then is for those of you who have come for the first time, who are new to new to all of this, <laughs> let's say, right? So then he will have some extra sessions for you to bring you up to speed, right? To teach you some of the basics that I taught the people who were here last year. I've taught them in their different countries and cities over the past few years as I've visited them. Alright? So we have that arrangement for you also. Another thing that will happen is during the course of the next days, we will meet you as groups, maybe grouped by city, and we may not be able to meet every single one of you individually, but we will definitely try to meet some of you individually, and between the two of us, we will try our best. Now what is the purpose of that meeting? The purpose of that meeting is to train you even more in tazkiyah, in zikr, in taqwa, in toba, in sunnah. The purpose of that meeting is not your life counseling, hmm? problem solving, troubleshooting, marriage counseling. We do those things, but I won't be doing those things here. Hmm? But maybe you have a question about zikr. Maybe you have something more you wanted to know about bayan. Maybe there's something more you want to know about toba. Maybe there's some particular sin you need help in leaving. Those type of things in our deen that is called tazkiyah. So we have beyond for tazkiyah, then majlis for tazkiyah, 
then group meetings for tazkiyah, then individual meeting for tazkiyah, then all of that will take place around your own day and night making tawbah and dua to Allah and zikr and ibadah and begging for your tazkiyah. Inshallah ta'ala, if we make effort like that, we have hope that Allah ta'ala yuzaki man yasha, walakinna Allah yuzaki man yasha. Allah ta'ala says in the Quran that it's Allah ta'ala purifies whomsoever He wills. But people try to make all this effort to attract Allah Ta'ala's gaze towards us such that we hope that Allah Ta'ala does will and wish to make our tazkiyah. So now you will be free, but not free to talk, not free to linger and loiter, free to rest, lie down if you wish, free to freshen up if you wish, or free to make the ibadat of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. And at some point they will call you for a snack and then that you're free to eat. Hmm? We'll meet here at 11.15 sharp. Inshallah.